What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. Say hello to my co-host, Heather C. Hi. So, You, Me, and My Ex, Season 2, Episode 10 is aired. We have a lot to talk about. First, before we jump in, Josh, Danielle, Jennifer, and Chantel took the week off. So, we're going to see what's going on with them next week. There's still talk of legal rights, which is a little scary, but Heather C. seems to think that this is a normal conversation that should be had, so we shouldn't worry. But we are going to jump into some other things that happened this week because... Um, Kenzie is really happy and it's not because she's been proposed to yet. That hasn't happened yet. She doesn't even know about that. What she does know is Chelsea is not in her house. She has <laughs> left the building. She is not there. Matt is freaking out because she didn't actually tell anyone she was leaving. And she kind of took some things and ransacked the room and threw their anniversary picture on the floor. So I kind of sensed a little bit of anger, but Kenzie is like, I'm taking this as a win. Let's have a toast. I love the idea of this. She's like, hopefully she's okay. But, you know, either way, I'm in a really good place right now. I can't tell you that I saw this coming because I really saw Chelsea as the type of girl that, like, kind of stood her ground and for what she wanted. You know what I mean? I think that it, it comes down to the point where it needed to happen. I think if um, Matt and uh, Kenzie are going to have any type of relationship and it be successful, you can't have your ex staying with you. I mean, wait, I want to ask you, I want to ask you one question, though. Do you think sure. Chelsea's abrupt exit has anything to do with him about to propose to Kenzie? Do you think that there are some hidden feelings or some things brewing up that made her want to not be a part of it? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, deep down inside, I think even if a woman is like, okay, I'm cool with this, they still don't like stuff thrown in their face. Because even though they have come to the point in their relationship where they are best friends, it's going to be a constant reminder to her that what made this relationship better than their relationship why couldn't he get his stuff together so they could be the one getting proposed to instead of watching this female get what she should have had? And yeah. clearly there's still feelings and clearly they still care about each other because they remained friends. So I just think that deep down inside, I think that uh, Kenzie could kind of sense that as well, whether you know the person wants to admit it or not. You know, you're always going to yeah. have that at the back of your head, like the what ifs. And by her being in the house, that's just welcoming in trouble. So I think that it is for the best. Hopefully, you know, Chelsea is okay. I think it was kind of like, it wasn't cool for her to just kind of like leave like a thief in the night <laughs> because, you know, um, she should have just been real and just said, hey, you know what? I'm not cool with this. You know, I love you. You know, we're friends, but I just, I can't, I can't. You know what I mean? And I think he would have at least understood, like, okay, yeah, that is kind of weird to ask my ex for this, you know? <laughs> so I want to talk about April and John because, well, Lauren and Roy were there too, but they're getting to the point of the end of their marriage where it's divorce papers signing. And this is a very um hard time in any end of any marriage for anyone, but this is a very 
tense situation, right? Because April feels like she's been put through so much and John kind of feels like he's not being heard and April just wants to end it. She doesn't want to work it out. And the signing of the papers got a little complicated because John removed some things and signed it and didn't tell April that he removed some things. So if she would have signed that document, it would have not been the, the document decree that she sent over to him. And, and a whole huge thing has started. I don't know how divorces work, so I don't really want to comment too much on that. I just know that everybody has to agree, right? Everybody has to agree how they want to end it. And April got to the point where she was like, I'll just sign whatever he wants. Just get this man out of my life. And it's like she's to the point where she just doesn't want this chaos in her life anymore. That's respectable. I mean, I think that, you know, any divorce is going to be hard. But I really think that if the person is not working well with you, you really need to get a mediator involved. And I know that Roy was trying his best to be that mediator. But deep down inside, he's always going to take April's side. You know what I mean? Um, I think that um, John is hurt. And, you know, he is acting really immature (laughs) with his feelings. I mean, unfortunately, you know, you can't change people. And if that's how, you know, he acts when he's upset, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But I think that it's not fair because April is just trying to throw her hands up and be done. Um, She shouldn't have to get the short end of the stick of it either. And neither, you know should John. I think that if he wanted to take certain things out of the divorce decree and she wanted to keep things in or remove them or whatever, then, you know, see if they could come to the common ground or agreement. Obviously they could not. (laughs) I think they do need to pursue this some more. I think that they need to maybe take it to the courts. I know that's always like a nasty battle, But it has to be fair for both parties. And I feel like by April just throwing her hands up and saying, as long as I'm done with you, I'm done. It's not fair to her, though, because she should have just as much right as he should and vice versa. And I don't think the courts will have them do anything that they don't want to. Like if she says, you know what, I'm not going to take his retirement. I don't see that they would make her take it. You know what I mean? So I I don't think if they're not getting anywhere one-on-one, then they do need to seek some professionalism on this because it is so important. It affects both of their lives and neither one of them to get the short end of the stick out of it. Yeah. You can't just say, I'll do whatever it takes to end it. Like you said, this is lifelong, um, lifelong consequence if it's done the wrong way. So you're right. They should get somebody to help them. Someone with a law degree, legal, legal background, a mediator to keep them from arguing and just seeing the end of the tunnel and they can be separated once it's over. So Caroline knows about the stripper. Okay. So she didn't know about the stripper. Alex did a really good job actually this whole time keeping it from her because, you know, with her preeclampsia, she didn't need any access stress before Bowen was born and Alex did a good job. And then he slipped up right when Steve comes in, she, he thinks she's in the bedroom. The door's not closed all the way. And he's like, she doesn't know about the stripper. She's like, well, what stripper are you referring to? Because now I know about the stripper, but what I, what I didn't like was Steve tried to deny his doing in the stripper, right? He's like, well, I don't know how the stripper got there. And Alex is like, so they hired themselves. So they, they, they knew to show up where this was taking place. You had nothing to do with that. I didn't like that because I felt like he was kind of putting the blame on Alex, which is going to put 
problems into his marriage. And that's exactly what Alex said. He was like, y'all are going to cause problems in my house with my wife, with my family. And that's not what I want. And that's kind of what Steve did. He kind of threw him under the bus. He was just like, well, I don't know how they got there, but you did. He told us in the confessional, he hired the strippers. So it's like, I don't like throwing each other under the bus, like friends, especially best friends. You shouldn't throw each other under the bus. Take responsibility. If Steve has got to be the bad guy, Steve has to be the bad guy, right? Yeah, and Steve already played the bad guy long enough where he should be comfortable in that role where he right. can take he can take that. Um, I can't tell Caroline how to feel because it's her feelings, but I really think that she should see that Alex would never do anything to hurt her. And I think like we can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know he was probably like leaving out details, like you said, yeah. to, you know, um, prevent the drama because she was going through a lot with her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, I think as a woman, even though I'm pretty secure with myself, I would probably still feel some type of way. You know, you got some half naked woman dancing all over, you know, your significant other, that's not always the best case scenario because things do happen, you know? Yeah. So I'm not, you know, taking away from her feelings and, you know, her being upset with a situation, especially when you're pregnant, you already feel like big and bloated and this, that, and the other. So you're just like, you know, some women, they, they feel their sexiest and some women, they feel their worst. And it's like to think that there's some, you know, like little perfect female all over your man. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't make you feel very well at the, at the time. So I do understand where she's coming from. Alex probably should have just been honest with her and said, look, I went to the shower. This is what happened. There was a stripper. Don't worry. I did leave early and I did confront them that way. You know, he gets himself out of the doghouse and yeah. he's honest with her because part of her anger might be the fact that there was no honesty and yep. because Secrets. until she goes back yeah. and sees the footage from TLC, she has to take people's words from it. She does know that um, Steven and Alex had a past and that, you know, they could get wild and crazy. And she don't know, you know, especially if drinks are involved. So I don't know. I, I think her her feelings were very understandable. Um, Alex did the right thing by trying to protect her, but maybe he should have just said something just to get himself out of trouble. And Steven did need to man up. He did. All right. So we saw DeAndre meet Elodie's family. And it was a very, I think you said this to me earlier off camera. It was a bad time for him to meet the starting five. Like it was a bad time because they were going through a rocky situation. And I'm going to say this. I think Elodie did air a lot of dirty laundry to her family and to Darian, her ex-husband, about DeAndre. So everybody went in with a bad taste in their mouth. And then he showed up late. And then everybody just had a lot to say about her being, you know, after her surgery, her being left alone, him not checking in on her. There's just so much. And then him not being ready to be a stepdad. And I felt like this was more of a interrogation or an attack on DeAndre's character. And I do want to say he did a good job of keeping his composure, keeping his cool, not getting too defensive. Because it did feel like he was there to try to prove to every single person there that he was good enough to be with Elodie. And I feel like Elodie chose to be with him. She's not being forced to be with him. So it's not fair that he felt that he needed to prove to each individual person there that he was a good guy. 
And I know that that's really hard because it's like, how do you convince someone in less than two hours that you're a good person? That's a hard task to do, right? Yeah. I think in this case scenario, it's, it is really hard because as a person, you should have the right to confide into somebody, especially somebody that you love and trust, whether it be a best friend, significant other, a parent, whatever. And unfortunately, the way the world works is that when you tell the person something, they can forgive, but it's hard to forget. So even though the person who confides can move on and forgive the situation, the person that they confided in are always going to remember the negatives because they don't want their loved ones hurt. Yeah. So at that moment of time where it might've been just an innocent scenario where she's just like, Oh, you know, why isn't Deandre called? Or, you know, like maybe she was just venting at the time. They're going to take it and be like red flag. Why aren't you protecting her? Like I am and everything. I mean, that's what people do. They protect the ones that they love. Well, isn't that kind of what Darian did? He said, I don't want my daughter to see the way that you're treating her mom. So I don't want you around her. Like that was, he really did come to that conclusion. Just like you said. I don't think that it was really that fair for him to say that because just like he was given a second chance for his behavior in the past, DeAndre should be given a second chance as well. He was married to Elodie and they have a child together. And even though their relationship did not work, she found it in her heart to forgive him and be able to co-parent. And love him enough as a friend where she could still trust him to take care of her and all this other stuff. He was granted a second chance. So for him to just be like, okay, look, this is the the scenario. I don't want you around my daughter. Like, at least let the man hear him out. See what the case scenario is. You know, did DeAndre make a lot of mistakes? Yeah, he did. And he apologized and she chose to forgive him. And since she chose to forgive him, you need to trust your loved one's instinct and let them live. But I'm not saying that you shouldn't be there to watch out and protect, but like kind of take the back seat a little bit and let them steer the wheel. Because you know what, if, if it turns out to be a bad situation, she'll know. And being a stepdad, is part of that. And we're going to find out pretty soon if he's ready to, to take over that role because she's a mom. And if you want to be with her, that's the role you're going to take. You don't get to be with a, a mom and not be a part of her kids' lives. That's not how it works. So we're watching to see what's going on with that. Oh, we run out of time. Thank you so much, my co-host, Heather C. So next week, we're going to see what's going on with Jennifer, Josh, Chantel, Danielle, because there's a lot of legal talk. And Camila. (laughs) And Camila as well. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow my co-host too. Her links are right here at the bottom. This is the George Mossy Show. We'll talk to all of you guys really soon.